Hello, you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week we talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. As I've always said, who has 10 or 20, 30 years to wait for answers? Answers are important. When I was a child and Spirit was giving me the information right there at the beginning, I was I was liking that at first because, meaning at the beginning, I really liked that because... I noticed when I gave an answer and spirit had that answer and it was somebody was looking for that answer because they had no answers. They had symptoms, no answers, mystery problems, mystery conditions, mystery symptoms. And that made it so difficult when you don't have an answer. So when I handed out that answer from spirit, um, it, it changed everything. That was half the battle, half the battle to getting somebody better, half the battle to getting somebody better because, oh my God, this is what's wrong. Oh my God, this is what's wrong. You know, and, and the person would be like, hallelujah, hallelujah, this is what's wrong here. It's right here. And yeah. And, and, oh my God, that makes sense. And that's how important an answer is. That's how important. And and back then, back then when I was a kid, that was the that was the day. That was the day of it being all in your head if it wasn't if it wasn't black and white. If it wasn't on an x-ray. If it wasn't on an x-ray, it wasn't visual. Like a big tumor or something it was visual or if it was on on the x-ray or something a doctor can feel poking in the body physically. If it wasn't tangible or on an x-ray, it was all in your head. That's what it was. And so at that time period, that, that period in time, seriously. So, you know, things have changed now. We have lots of different labels, lots of different, you know, diagnoses, lots of different everything. But still, even today, somebody can get a wrong diagnosis, they can get a wrong one, a misdiagnosis. That's what they can get. And then giving them that answer still matters of what's wrong. It still matters. It's half the battle, the healing. Then knowing what to do is the other half, the other half of healing. That's the other side of it. If you know really what's wrong, that could free you. If you know what to do, freedom is coming. Freedom is coming. And so that's, that's what I've had to do my whole life for people is provide those two things. I have to provide those two things in any way I can, no matter how, what, where. That's what I've had to do all these years. And so when I was young, you know, hey, it was fun at first because I thought it was temporary. I thought hearing the voice perfectly clear was temporary. Here, here's an answer. This is great. People who have their lives are changing. Here's what you can do for it. Your life, lives are changing. But then... As I grew up a little bit longer, I realized this isn't going away. And Spirit's like, I'm not going away. I'm not going anywhere. I'm I'm in it for the long haul. We're in it for the long haul. And I was like, great. So, (laughs) but either way, these two things are important. Knowing, Knowing an answer, having an answer, and then knowing what to do. I mean, there's so many people out there. You might be one of them. You get an answer, and then the answer changes. You get another answer from some, from other physician. You get another answer off the internet. And then you get, and then, you know, and then you get another answer. Or it's the same answer, but you're just not getting better. 
And maybe the answer's right, maybe the answer's wrong. It's really a difficult, difficult thing out there. People don't have it easy, without a doubt. But I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here for the medical medium radio show. This is the only health show where the information here doesn't come from interest groups with agendas. Medical funding with strings attached with agendas. Botched research. Medical lobbyists. Internal kickbacks. Persuaded belief systems. Persuaded belief systems are impossible to crack. Oh my God, they're impossible. When they're, I mean, persuaded belief systems, unbelievable. Private panel panels of influencers. Yeah, they're, they're there. They're there all the time in both conventional and alternative medicine. Health field payoffs, trendy traps. It's like you know what people don't understand is medicine's really interesting. If you if 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 you've you know a friend of mine he lives he lives in a condo right. He lives in a condo somewhere, and. Um, you know, it's like one of those, you know, you got there, everybody's got their condo, the whole bit. You know, it's like one of those communities. And there's a board, a board with members on it. It's a board with members on it. I don't know, I think it's 10 or 12 members or 15 members or something like that. And, yeah, they make rules. They make rules and they make the laws in that community, okay, at that condo association kind of thing, all right? And this is a, this is a panel, a private panel of influencers, and, and they, you know, and they make decisions and they, they decide what they're going to do, nay or yay things, the whole thing. And my friend's always like, you know what? Sometimes their decisions are okay. And sometimes their decisions just suck, just absolutely suck. Like what's going on in there? Like what's happening in there? Who's running that? Well, you should see what it's like in medicine, alternative medicine and conventional medicine. It's unbelievable what's happening behind there. And trendy traps. Let's avoid trendy traps. Today we're doing bipolar disorder. Bipolar disorder. That's, that's an important one to do. You know, I haven't done that one yet. I might have mentioned it along the way. But I haven't, I haven't done a whole show on that one. You know, that... it. People have suffered greatly with the whole bipolar disorder thing. And, and, and I'm not just talking about the people that obviously that are suffering with this disorder, with this condition. I'm talking about families, friends. It's a really, really hard thing. And you know, there's a lot of different levels of it. A lot of different levels of it. There's really mild levels. There's greater levels than mild, extreme, the whole bit. There's all these different levels. And, and, you know, and, and it's unpredictable, it can be unpredictable. It could hit a person really hard. It could hit them at some time. It could never hit them and hit them all, all of a sudden at once in their life. They could be as calm and cool as a cucumber, as, as nice as a spring day, calm, you know, just everything's great. Everything's perfect. And then Wow. All of a sudden an episode comes on first episode ever. And that episode comes on and it's a storm. And why do I say a storm? Because we're going to be talking about a storm. We're going to talk about a brainstorm. We're going to talk about a storm that happens in the brain. That's not discovered by research and science. Medical research, medical science cannot measure or weigh bipolar disorder. It's not possible. The name itself is, is not even accurate or, or, or a correct name. And then the name basically is designed <clears throat> to just ba- to basically describe an up and down manner. You know, are you north, you south? And that's what the name's for. It's just not a great name because it shows also how little we know 
And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You know, I mean, it's just blatantly there. Like, okay, obviously research science knows nothing about it because it's called bipolar. That they know nothing about it. Nothing. Nothing. And I'm going to prove that. I'm going to prove that. They know nothing about it. Okay? And that's why it's called that. You know, sometimes you see it in a name of a condition instantly and you're just like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, that's just, there you go. You know, research and science. Yeah, now that name means, nope, don't know anything about the disorder or condition. I mean, lots of them is what I'm saying. Lots of different conditions, the whole bit. Yeah, I, I take this one serious. I've seen a lot of people suffer. Um, you know, in, in, in my day, going all the way back, I've seen it, I've watched it. This is kind of a personal, I take this one personally. I take a, you know, I take a bunch of them personally, of course. Maybe I take them all personally to some degree. This one I take personally because maybe a little bit more sometimes because of what I've seen when the families that have been split apart, the relationships have been split apart, the divorces that have occurred from children having it to couples, uh, to, to somebody in the couple having it. I mean, they're in the marriage having it. I mean, I've seen it all. And so, um, and I've seen good people, good people just go through absolute misery. And what's going on in there? What's going on with it all? Well, to begin with, just like every single brain disorder of some kind, research and science has no idea what's going on in people's heads. They just don't. Yes, we got incredible neurosurgeons, and they use robots now to get aneurysms out of people's brains. And I got to tell you, thank God, because it's life-saving medicine. It's life-saving medicine. And I got the ultimate respect for where we have come, like how far we have come with so many different things in medicine, which we need, which is life-saving. I mean, you get anything. You get into a car crash, and you're in the emergency room, and you you got get these unbelievable doctors and nurses keeping you alive, making sure you're safe. I mean, I, I, it's incredible what's out there. And then you got life-saving surgeons in general for anything. And we're and and people that are dedicated their whole life. I'm totally on board, 100. percent Believe me, I talk about this a lot. But 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 I have a I have a problem with chronic illness big problem with chronic illness because we can't pretend we know what's going on with chronic illness. We can't pretend just because we know what's going on in other parts of medicine. We can't pretend that we know what's going on in this part or that part when we don't chronic illness because we don't know. I'm sorry. We don't. We still don't know what causes Hashimoto's outside of the fact thyroid healing book has the truth in there. The fact that spirit's putting that out there for people so they have answers. Till this day, nobody knows what causes Hashimoto's thyroiditis. That's how, that's, that's where we are, it, you know? And, um, yeah, yeah. Until we put that message out there, which we know what causes it, but with, with anything in the brain, anything in the head, honestly, it's a great mystery because it's not tangible and you can't see it. What was the very first, the very first answer from medical science, medical research on bipolar disorder. What was the very first answer to it, even before it was called bipolar? The first answer was hormones. Hormones, hormones, hormones. What's the leading answer today 
decades later and decades later, what's the leading answer for today? The cause guess hormones. No, no, I don't think that. I don't think that. Uh, that's the science and research still, still believes, but they tacked on a few other things. It's hilarious. I mean, there's nothing hilarious about having bipolar going through it, but it's, it's just as far as the system works. Got to find some humor in the system itself. And they tacked on a few extra things. They tacked on, you know, environmental issues, which, yeah, yeah. But we're going to talk about that a little bit. They tacked on that a little bit. Trauma. They finally tacked that one in. That one was never in, ever. It was hormones and only hormones to start with. How about that? How about them apples? It was just, there was just hormones. Hormones are still the leading answer at the greatest clinic. But they tacked on. Now they got tacked on trauma. You know, emotional trauma, emotional experience. I mean, thank God they tacked that on. But that's not an answer to why somebody has it. It's not an answer of what's going on with bipolar. It's not. No, it's not. Just so you know, that's a trigger. That's a trigger. That's a trigger. I got to say that three times because that's all that is. That's a trigger. Environmental issues of some kind. Those are triggers. Not the cause. Not the cause at all. Someone can get triggered. They can go years and years and no problem. Nothing going on there. They go years and years and all of a sudden, boom, they're manic. And then it breaks like a fever. And then they're manic again. It breaks like a fever or not even manic, just starting to go up, starting to go down, starting to go up, starting to go down. Mood swings, big mood swings, ups, ups and downs. And there was a trigger. Sure, environmental stuff could be triggers. Absolutely. Trauma definitely could be a trigger. It's not an answer to why it's happening. Because what about somebody else? What about Mrs. Jones down the street? What about Mrs. Ferguson down the road? What about her? She doesn't have anything going on. She might have had the same trigger. She might have had some serious losses. She might have had some serious trauma. She's not manic with, with the condition. That's really debilitating. A serious condition or, or just, or she's not just going up and down with the bipolar thing as far as, you know, north and south mood swings up and down or depression going up and down where she's out of the depression. Then it hits and it's really intense and heavy. And she's just in bed for five days with it until she comes out of it. Well, Mrs. Ferguson's not going through that. She might've had the same triggers in her life. What makes it happen in one person and not another? And that's what I'm talking about. Answers there. Answers there. Answers that are important in there, that realm. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, first of all, I think it's absolutely amazing that science and research and the medical world came a little further and they, got, they, they, they don't just blame it all on hormones and they actually tacked in some trauma. I mean, I, 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 I would like to clap for that one. Seriously, that's serious. That's, that's incredible. That's, that's moving forward to some degree. But it, of course they believe to this day, what comes first is hormonal problems. It's an old law. It's a law that started from women that were running to the doctor in 1950. They were running to the doctor in 1950 and they were depressed. They were depressed. Lots of women filed in with depression. 
and they were just they were just all over the place. Happy one minute, really sad another minute, and and, and in many cases even even some extreme mania, some manic behavior. And this is a mystery to the doctors. They didn't know what this is. So they blamed this on on menopause. They blamed this on menopause, perimenopause. Because it didn't, it rarely happened to anybody younger. It's usually happened to somebody who's in their 40s, which is still young. I mean, that's really young. But it happened to people when they were women and when they were in their 40s and they were in their early 50s. This is really where it kicked in and it started. And that's where it was birthed. That was where it was born. Look, it had to be hormones. But what was happening is medical, medical science was working on hormones anyway. They're working on hormones, hormone medications. They were working on creating hormones in the labs. So it was a perfect match. It's got to be hormones. That was with the birth, the birth of the day. And, um, and some of the crude, crude, crude anti- antidepressants, the real, you know, extra dangerous ones. We still have dangerous ones now. I mean, come on. we got to face it. We still have dangerous ones. And I get it. I get it if some people have to be on, on all kinds of different ones. My God, I've seen it all where I understand. I understand. I was talking to somebody recently. Was, I don't know what it was. It was fairly recently, and they were they were telling me that they were saying that they don't believe in any medications. Anybody being on any medications ever, they think it's stupid. They can't believe people with you know with uh, emotional disorders and people with you know diagnosis like bipolar and and ADHD and all these other different things should ever be on medications. And it's just terrible. It's terrible. Terrible. They're a holistic person. And I said, listen, listen. I, I go you haven't experienced it, so you don't know what it's like then, right? So you haven't experienced something like severe, severe crippling OCD or severe, severe crippling anxiety or severe, severe crippling bipolar disorder. You haven't, you haven't, you know, experienced that. And this person said in the holistic field, this person says, no, no, I haven't. I haven't. I've had some hard times and I had some really mild, mild depression at one time. I said, that's not what I'm talking about. I said, you haven't experienced it then. You've had an experience, a need where you're going to doctor, doctor, and you're losing a grip on everything. And, and, and the only thing you can hold on to is a, is, a, is a medication that may be toxic, but it's the only thing you can hold on to to try to even give you some kind of leveling so you can even function and so you can don't lose your career, so you can move forward, so you can do. You haven't experienced that then. I just know I haven't. I go, then, then you, can't, you can't sit there and be so anti-medication. I says, well, I can't believe I'm hearing this from you, Anthony. I mean, you're, you're like the ultimate holistic guy. Everybody believes in stuff. And of course, I mean, meaning I'm not the ultimate anything. I'm just, I'm, yeah, no, I'm totally believing. In, in, I'm, I believe in all the holistic stuff, actually, absolutely everything. But I also, I also have seen a lot in my day going back all the way since a child. And I've seen it and I've talked to spirit. I've worked on tens of thousands of people. And... You know, when you don't have a way out for that moment and, and, and it's just crippling and, and, and or mania has taken over, you know, medications, you know, people have relied on them for different ways. And she said, well, I never, I never even kind of thought about that. I never thought about it that way. I'm just into, you know, just doing the herbs and staying away from that 100% and all that. I, I, I get that. That's what you want to do. You want to stay away from all that. You want to stay away from medications. But let me tell you something, never hold it against a single person that's dealing with some kind of illness mentally and emotionally, who's been through hell, who has something to do with it. I mean, it's, who is, who is 
everything in their life is based around crippling anxiety, severe depression, any kind of mania, some kind of bipolarism, anything like that, crippling OCD, whatever it is, you never, ever, ever think or should never have a fiber in you thinking that that person, you know, um, is being stupid or that person is being neglectful, that person's being careless. I mean, the goal is to get people better naturally so we can come off of medications. That's, that's the goal. But you can't hold anybody ever, ever accountable. When, when you get hit, when triggers hit, and man, you got some mania, man, you got some bipolar condition coming on, developing, and it's coming on, and maybe it started when you were younger, and it just got worse and worse over the years. But you can never, never put blame or hold to a person because they've had to use medications or anything else. That's just the bottom line. And this person said, you know what? I got a whole change view on it. I just never really thought about it so deeply. Then I got a whole changed view on this whole thing. And, you know, and I was like, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I've seen people go through hell and back. I've seen them go through hell and back, I've, you know, and, you know, so, yeah, so the goal is, yeah, to get better. The goal is to get better and not to have to use a medication. Sure, that's the goal. We want it. We want We want to be there. We want to do that. That's a big part of the goal. We want to avoid even getting a condition. We want to avoid a mild condition from getting worse. We want to stop a condition from getting there anyway at any cost at any way possible. We want to do all that. And, and, and it's all critical and important. But we, we, but we have to get down to the root of it. We have to get down to the root of it to understand what are we trying to fix? What are we trying to answer? What are we trying to answer? You remember at the beginning of the show, I was telling you when I was a kid and spirits got an answer. I didn't know what it meant when I was young. I didn't know what it meant. I was like, what does this mean? This is, this is like Greek. This is a different language entirely. To, this is like, you know. Serious, this is a whole different language here. And I would say the answer. I'd be like a like a parrot. You know, I'd hear it from spirit, being really young, being a little kid, not knowing what it means. Because, you know, and then handing that answer to somebody. I was like a parrot, you know, because I didn't know. I didn't know what that meant. A parrot doesn't know what something means, probably. And maybe you have a parrot and say, that's not true. My parrot knows what my parrot's saying. <laughs> you know, and I don't doubt that, by the way. I don't doubt that. Birds are so smart. <laughs> Definitely smarter than me. There's no doubt. Birds are smart. You know? Anyway, the bottom line is, all right, <laughs> the bottom line is, is that answer matters. And that's what we're doing. We're doing here with this. We're doing this here with this. Okay? So let's get down to it. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Is there a chemical imbalance happening inside the brain? That can throw somebody up and down and all over the place. It can throw them into a depression. It can throw them into a different state of mind. It can push them into a different state of mind. There's not a chemical imbalance that's natural to the human body that can ever do that. I repeat. I repeat. There's not a chemical in the body that's natural. Like all the different kind of chemicals that we have in the brain. All the different kind of hormones we have in the body. There's not a chemical in the body that can go haywire, 
causing a reaction for somebody to alter the state of mind to a degree that stops them from functioning properly or challenges the people around them or themselves to a great to a, to a great degree no there isn't but there's outside stuff, outside chemicals. And I'm not talking about an environmental cause. I'm talking about outside that got inside somehow, some way, either a long time ago, before the person was born, through conception, through the womb, through the parents, and even when born, and even after when born, definitely. And one of the big ones that's behind bipolar disorder, you know what it is. You know what one of the big ones is. It's toxic heavy metals. Toxic heavy metals. Something that the medical research and science department of the world hates and despises and stays away with, with stays away from with all its might, with everything it's got, it stays away from heavy metals. Controversial, blah, blah, blah. They stay away from heavy metals with everything they got. Except when you need metal put into your body like titanium rods and nuts and bolts and plates and stuff like that because of injuries or, you know, or some kind of chronic disease that ate away your bones or whatever it is and you need, you need support. And then they like metal. And and then I'm glad they do. I've seen a lot of people's lives change. They couldn't walk and now they got titanium rods in their feet and their their ankles and they're walking. I get it. I'm going to talk about toxic heavy metals that somehow got into the brain, settled in, and made a home. Made a home. And then quickly oxidized in certain individuals. So quickly oxidized in certain individuals. That's what happened. They oxidized. And some people, they may not oxidize so fast. And it depends on where the heavy metal is. Where's the toxic heavy metal? Where is it? Is it in the front of the brain, the back of the brain? Is it in the middle of the brain? Is it in the, <clears throat> is it in the um, midline canal? Is it in that canal? That canal that goes right down and separates the left hemisphere from the right hemisphere? Is this right down the center? Is the heavy metals all settled in there? Are they settled in there? Are they by the pituitary? Are they just in the frontal lobe? Are they scattered about? I've said this before, but spirit allows me to see a scan of people. You know, I learned very young. Spirit said, we can do this two ways. I said, all right. When I was younger, spirit said, we could do this two ways. I can just tell you everything. I said, I I like that. I like that way. Tell me, let's just keep it that way. I'm comfortable with that. And that's the way I want. Spirit said, or, or you can also have the ability to see through me meaning through spirit, not because you're special, but I'm going to grant you the ability to see, see what I'm telling you about. I said, wait a minute. So you mean I had, so you're saying two ways. You mean, uh, see it and I still got to hear it. You mean, I just see it and I never get to hear you again. Spirit said, no, no, you're not going to get rid of me. You're always going to hear me, but you can see it or you can just hear me. I said, I just, I'll, I'll go with just Seeing it. No, Spirit said, you're still going to hear me. I go, okay, I'll go with just hearing you. I don't want to see it. Spirit said, no, we're going to also see it. I said, great, you set me up. <laughs> I, thought I, had a, I thought I had some kind of way out. I remember that day. I remember that day. And Spirit said, we're going to head to the cemetery. I said, great. Oh, my God. And you're going to tell me, you're gonna, we're going to practice, and you're going to tell me how people died. Well, I'll never forget that first day. It was terrifying. 
And, you know, and, and what, what spirit has gifted me with though, and I was, I'm very lucky about this is the heavy metal factor. If I'm in front of somebody, I'll see how many heavy metals somebody has and I'll see where they are. And when in the office, when I worked in the office for decades and people came to the office from miles around from, from, from all over the land. And I remember someone walked through and I could see, I do a scan on the brain on their head and spirit will say, do you see what I'm, I'm having you see? And I'll say, yeah, I see a Christmas tree. It looks almost like a Christmas tree. All kinds of lights lit up. And I, and, and, and I, and I said to spirit, I remember at the beginning, I said, why is it like a Christmas tree like that? Why is it like Christmas lights? And, and, and spirits, because of the amount of electrical activity going on in somebody's brain, there's even different colors in that electrical, those electrical currents. They're different colors. They're not just sparky colors. They're all kinds of different colors. They're blues, even reds, pinks, sapphires, emerald colors, diamond colors, all kinds of different colors. You know, magenta, just all these different colors. And... And electrical currents going through the brain. And well, why am I seeing so much Christmas tree activity in spirit sleep? Because those are deposits of heavy metals and currents are trying to bang into them and go around them and work into them. And currents are bumping against them and they're lighting up the colors. Colors are changing. Colors are altering. I'm like, wow. Person sits down and says, look, I'm, I'm suffering from some, some emotional mental disorders. I can't get past I've been to a lot of different psychiatrists. I've been to a lot of different people. I got depression that comes and goes. I got anxiety, got all these different things. And it it would just come clear, come clear, you know? And so when I was younger, spirit showed me the first Christmas tree action. And then when I got into office, then I was able to see face to face. You know, if I walked through a mall or at a movie theater, I could turn around and I'll see a Christmas tree. That's what I used to call it. I used to say, mom, there's a Christmas tree right over there. And, you know, and the bottom line, the bottom line is it's the toxic heavy metals. They can be in there and they can sit in there for a long time. And then a trigger, a trigger starts it up. A trigger gets it to take off and become a problem. See, the metals can sit there and they can stay cool and calm. They can also sit there and slowly oxidize, oxidize. That's when they start to corrode and corrode brain cells around the metal. A corrosion occurs. This crusty corrosion starts to occur. These metals start to kind of run and they, they move into different directions. It's, it's the runoff from the metals. And then it depends on the timing of things. That alone can start a little bit of depression, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of some mood swings. But then all it takes is an experience too. Add on an emotional trauma, an emotional experience as a trigger. Add on something, something you didn't expect as a trigger. And what happens is when you have that kind of trigger, a massive amount of adrenaline shoots from the adrenals and it rushes up to the brain. And it messes with that, those, those, the runoff deposits, the heavy metal runoff deposits. It gets pushed around. See, adrenaline's corrosive, extremely, extremely corrosive, like a battery acid inside the body. The body can handle it. 
It can handle it to a certain degree unless your adrenals keep on running and you've been under so much stress, so much stress, so much much crises, everything's going on. And that adrenaline, but that adrenaline, it's, it's toxic, it's poisonous. And if you've got enough of that kind of oxidation that's occurring in the brain and metals are starting to oxidize because of a diet that's a, a high-fat diet oxidizes the metals, by the way, a high-fat diet, really high-fat diets, the high-fat diet trend, you know, where fat, fat, fat's the way to go. You need the fat, you need the fat, you need the fat. That, that, oxidate, that oxidizes heavy metals in the brain, it causes an oxidation. It causes them to run. So with fat, when you have fat and then you put that together, you have oil and you put that together with metal, then you, you start getting problems. You start getting a corrosive nature. The metal starts to bubble. The metal starts to become problematic over time. So high-fat diets are not conducive. They're not good. They're not good. Now, you're going to hear something different from all the trendy experts right now that are just popping out books left and right and everything. They're just like, no, no, with all kinds of disorders when it comes down to anything from ADHD, ADD, brain, fat, fat, fat. The brain is all fat. It's a, first of all, the brain's not all fat. The brain has traces, traces, traces. I have to say that over again. I, could, I, I have to almost say that in every show now. Traces of squalene, traces of microfats, traces, though, of omegas. It's a tiny fraction of what the brain is made out of. The brain is made out of glycogen, stored carbohydrates with brain cells completely saturating in and around it and and, and above it and inside of it, all wrapped up as big carbohydrate ball. That's why brain is sweet. I've said that before. I'll say it again. Brain is sweet. Anybody who's ever eaten a lamb's brain or something in some other country or they eat a monkey's brain or they eat some kind of a rabbit, rabbit's brain. In Italy, they eat the brain of rabbits. Of course, I mean, you know, that's a, that's a delicacy in France. They eat the brain of everything. I mean, I think in France they eat the brain of everything. I know in Italy they eat rabbit brain, and that's not unusual at all. It's sweet. It's sweet. That's what it is. It's really sweet. It's not fatty. It's it's straight glycogen, like a gel, and it's sweet and it's soft. That's that's the sugar. So the high fat diets, well, that's not good. Now you, someone may actually change your mood and do improve if you take all the processed food and garbage and bad sugar out and all that, and then of course you leave the fat and they improve. But that's not the answer. That's not the answer. You want to take all the garbage out of the diet and lower the fat and bring in better foods. And you get not only improvement, but someone who can actually get better and get better, better to life changing, better, put it really behind them, not just getting somewhat better for three years or two years or a year, getting better past it all. That's what you want. That's what you want. So what I'm trying to say is, is that these, these heavy metals, they oxidize and they run off. And that adrenaline comes pouring in, flooding into the brain from a crisis or a problem, which becomes a trigger. And that adrenaline comes firing in, filing in. And what does it do? It hits the oxidized metal in places and it explodes it. It explodes it. It shoots little bits and pieces of the runoff everywhere. That's what adrenaline has the capability of doing. 
something that shocks you. Like what? We're getting a divorce? Uh, what happened? Wait, wait, what news did you just give me? Where, did I, where do I have to be? What hospital? And boom, the adrenaline's running, the adrenaline's running. And you may not become bipolar just from that alone. It could happen six months later, but that's a trigger to get you there. It's one of the triggers. Another trigger, just the mercury fillings getting taken out all at once. I've seen so many people get severe depression, ups and downs, struggle with everything from all that mercury. Even in the best holistic situations, I've seen it happen. And, and you know, and I talk about that in the books too, about, you know, what you, what you do when, when you have the mercury fillings. But the deal is, is the toxic heavy metals, and they, they, they lie anywhere in somebody's brain in all kinds of different pockets. In fact, you can have pockets, pockets that are in there, pockets in little areas that are in there. And everybody's, everybody's condition is different. Everybody's mania is different. Everybody's depression is different. Everybody's ups and downs is different. Everybody's mood swings are different with bipolar. Everything is different. No, no two people are the same with their condition. They're not the same. They're not. It's not possible. They're not the same. Now, I said storm earlier. Storm. Storm, storm. The mania part of the whole bipolar nature, the, the manic part, that's when a storm starts up. That's when anger is triggered up. That's when confusion and anger all kind of explode into one thing, and it could be triggered. It totally could be a trigger in that moment. I mean, you may be living with somebody with this condition. You may have the condition and know that you could be triggered. Absolutely, or the person could be triggered. But what happens is, is that when we deal with these conditions, we get emotional because it's so confusing. And when you have the condition, it's so heartbreakingly confusing. It's unbelievable, and it could trigger off a tremendous amount of emotion and emotion becomes a fireball and it becomes a firestorm. Oh my God. Emotion heats up the brain like no other. It heats up the brain like no other emotion just fires up the brain. The brain gets hot. What happens when you put heat, when you put heat to metal, what happens when you put heat to metal, what happens? It becomes malleable. What happens when you put heat Right? Heat to metal, right? Stick an iron in the fire. You stick an iron in the fire. Oh, you think there's not that much fire inside of a mind or a brain? Oh my God, you're wrong. You're wrong. Someone thought that just now. That's why I said that. I know somebody thought that just now. Spirit told me. And you think, you think there's not enough spark inside the brain to melt metal? There is. Well, then you think the person would die. Then if there's that much fire inside of somebody's mind or inside of their brain, you think that person would die. If it's actually has the ability to melt metal, then wouldn't it just kill brain tissue? The body has an unbelievable technique of keeping things cool to protect brain tissue, to save your life and protect you. But that heat and those neurotransmitters, they can burn up fast. They can cause a fire. You can't believe because on a scale, it's a different scale. It's a different scale. That's not the same scale. It's an unmeasurable, immeasurable scale. Science and research can't measure that scale. That's not going to happen. So 100 years from now, I don't even know. That's even if they put funding to it. They only fund the things they want to fund. You know, that's just how it works. <laughs> and so, but yeah, a fire is created, electrical impulses, 
the fire, I'm talking about serious fire, electricity, a different kind of electricity, a different kind of fire. But what happens when you put metal in a fire, it melts, it becomes malleable. Gold becomes malleable. Silver becomes malleable. Steel melts. Metal melts. It dissolves. And when that heat rises and that emotional, that emotional thing happens and the adrenaline is like gasoline. When the adrenaline gets pouring out of the adrenals, floods into the system, floods into the brain, it's gasoline to the fire. And when somebody's suffering with any kind of emotional thing or any kind of mental thing or anything going on, the confusion is great. Because why is this happening to me? The confusion is so great. The sadness. And then, and then the people around you may not understand. They may understand. And, and then it's just so much. I mean, seriously, it's just a lot. And I just feel so bad for people. I know. I, I've seen it. I've watched it. I've witnessed it. I've helped people crawl out of it. I know. And what happens is, is when that adrenaline starts pumping because the emotions are just all short-circuiting because what's happening is there's so much confusion based around this. And so when the oxidizing metals are oxidizing or you get triggered with something emotional and those fires are starting to bounce off, those electrical impulses, the electrical currents, the Christmas trees getting bright, bright, bright because it's hitting and pinging against the metal fragments everywhere, the deposits microscopic deposits microscopic so small heavy metal is so so elusive that's why research and science doesn't even care about it they don't even want to tap into it it's easier to look at dna strands it's easier for science and research to play around with that than to see you know runoff from mercury deposits that are ancient that are in family lines going back hundreds of years did you ever hear that mental illness thing where, oh, it's in my family line of mental illness. You know, my, my uncle had it. My, you know, it goes all the way back. My great-grandfather, he, he was, you know, he was crazy. He was, a, he was crazy. So it's in my family line. No, no, mercury's in your family line. Mercury. Could get best passed down for generations. Spirit, Spirit and I brought that out, thank God, finally to people out there. You get a mercury in you that's a thousand, two thousand years old in your system, in the brain. Tiny, little, 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 tiny deposits. But we just don't go there because it's so controversial. Because, the, you know, it's, it's so controversial. The, the research and science doesn't like playing with metal, like I said before. They hate it. Because there's heavy metal in, in so many things. The antibiotics, just heavy petroleum and heavy metals and plastics. And there's just so many things and so many drugs. So, you know, you just can't go there. And, but the bottom line is the adrenaline's like fuel. I took us off course a little bit. Bear with me. Adrenaline's like fuel. It shoots up to the brain. And it becomes like gasoline on an emotional fire of electricity going through all those electrical impulses. And then the metals that are there become malleable and they move around a little bit and you can have an episode of a lifetime. I've seen people have it. It's terrible. And you can have milder ones depending on what your triggers are and how much metal and where the metal's at and what's going on. But is it hormonal? No, 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 no. Well, you know what? When the adrenaline kicks up, that's a hormone. So yeah, yeah, epinephrine. So there is that. But that's not the hormones everybody's talking about in research and science. They're not talking about that kind. And that's just a part of it. 
It's the toxic heavy metals. If the toxic heavy metals weren't there, you can have the you can have a crap storm with the with the um, with the adrenaline. You could have that much epinephrine. You could have that much. You can have that much flowing through you. So no, it's not hormones, hormones, hormones. But this is serious stuff. What can we do about it? I always, no matter what, I always get somebody on the heavy metal detox, no matter what, when it comes down to this. They have to get the metals out nice and gently and carefully without triggering anything. And you can do that because that's the whole thing, the heavy metal detox, the smoothies with the frozen wild blueberries. If you just eat frozen wild blueberries, that alone can change the course of somebody with bipolar disorder. If you even just, and I actually had some blueberries, it's just not blueberries. I actually had some wild blueberries before I went on. I actually had some, some wild blueberries, the cultivated blueberry, the big old blueberry in the clamshell, uh, the, that, that's a weak blueberry. You could get it. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. But the wild blueberry is the one that counts. Yep. That's the one that counts. Okay. So here's the deal. The wild blueberries can be a big deal. Also supporting the brain in any way possible. It's not only the wild blueberries, the cilantro, the dulse, the barley grass juice powder, the spirulina in the smoothies, the, the medical medium detox, medical medium detox method for heavy metals. Not only that, but electrolytes of all kinds, any kind of brain disorder of any kind, if any level you want any, you want coconut water being always in the, it playing in the, in, in, in there, coconut water. You want celery juice. You want coconut water. You want celery juice. You want lemon water. You want cucumber juice. Yeah. Yeah. These are great for anxiety and depression. These are great for anxiety and depression, but they're, but they're great for anything going on with any kind of bipolar B12. That's critical. That's important. That's another one that's important, the right kind of B12. You know, the one that's on the directory, the medicalmedium.com, and you go and you find the right one. One that doesn't have poison in it or something. I mean poison, like some kind of preservative that just burns your mouth out and just cancels out any good the product's doing. And so that's, or you need the right kind in general. Um, so, so electrolytes are important, without a doubt. Some mineral salts. Mineral salts that come from some spinach and spinach leaves. Mineral salts that come from lemon juice, squeezed lemon. And sugars, the right kind of sugars, like honey, raw honey. Very good for this. And somebody might say, oh, so much sugar. That's going to have somebody bouncing off the walls. If you starve a brain of glucose and the right kind of sugars too long, you're going to get the possibility of the biggest manic episode or or really serious up and down or mood swing, like big one. So I've seen a lot of practitioners and professionals, they get rid of all the carbohydrates, even the good ones, they get rid of the good ones. And they just do the high fat thing, the high fat thing. You got the bacon, you got the eggs, just nothing but protein, bacon, eggs. They got some avocado. Thank God, I got, at least they got that. They got coconut oil, coconut oil. And they have all this, it's all high fat and then vegetables. And it's all that. And then things are seem to be balancing out. Moods seem to be calming down. Th- seems, you know, th- concentration gets a little bit better. And then later on, it all gets worse. And then there's a bigger episode than first started, than first you even went into. It's a bigger episode of some kind, whether it's a depression episode, a confusion episode, a, a brain fog episode, a bigger one. Because you cannot withhold glucose 
and precious sugars from the brain. It's the way the brain cools down so when a trigger comes, the trigger doesn't get worse. That's what protects the brain. It's the carbohydrate to the brain. So sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, winter squash, incredible for bipolar disorder. Lots of fruit of all kinds. Bananas is one of the greatest secret weapons to bipolar disorder. Bananas, bananas, bananas. I don't care what you say, what you hear. And I say what you say because there's people out there like, oh, yeah, yeah, bananas are bad. They're terrible for you. No, they're not. I've seen them save lives. I've seen them save lives of people with colitis where they get their lives back and they avoid surgeries and, and all kinds of stuff. I've seen bananas save people's lives with, you know, with, with bipolar disorders. I've seen bananas save lives with people with different varieties of depression, different kinds of anxiety, different chronic illness. I've seen bananas save lives. Yeah, it's a misinformation. That's the trendy trap part I talk about at the beginning of the show. Avoid trendy traps. Like being anti-banana. I mean, you may hate banana, and I totally respect that, so don't eat them. But if you like them, you can have them. You can have them. But bananas are really important for bipolar. That disorder, it's really important for, for the mood swings, the ups and downs, for everything. For anything that's happening electrical, electrically in the brain. It's glucose that's critical for the brain. So bananas are important. Important factor. I mean, important piece of it all and then lots of mineral salts from the vegetables vegetables are important vegetables are critical vegetables are needed without a doubt but you need fruits and vegetables and leafy greens fruits vegetables leafy greens but you need carbohydrates carbohydrates healthy ones the sweet potatoes like i said you need that you need the potatoes you need this is very important for this and then you lower the fats you have some avocado have some coconut oil if you're into animal protein and then you, and, and you're into it totally fine. Then do some, but keep it down on the lower level so you got room for all the other things. you got to keep the fats down lower. That's all. If you're plant-based and you're into just nothing but piles of nuts and tons of oils and tons of coconut oil, I mean, and, and that's what you do. And you do some salads and that's it to bring the fruit and lower the nuts. you got to lower the nuts. I've seen it do miracles because you know what it does? It allows the heavy metals to leave the brain when you do the heavy metal detox formula. This detox smoothie, it allows the heavy metals to leave the brain. It's a slow process, but you got to start somewhere and you got to end somewhere and you have to end in a better place than where you started. And that's the goal and that's the direction and that's what you need to do and that's what you want to do. And that's what you want to do. So, you know, look. I never underestimate ever what somebody feels or what they go through or what they suffer from or what they've been through. Because, you know, it's, it's serious stuff out there. We don't feel good. Our experiences. You can never underestimate anybody. And you can never doubt anybody. You can never doubt them. You can never doubt them. Telling somebody, well, hey, bipolar disorder... That's just your hormones. That's hormones. You know, that was a big mistake in the industry, and they need to kind of kick that one off and just leave the other ones they have now, like the trigger parts where trauma or bad experience. They should keep those in. That's, that was, that's progress moving forward. But they got to kill the hormonal one. They got to get rid of that. But they keep that there. Antiquity. Antiquity grandfathered laws in medicine that have had money behind them so you can't break the law. And that's why nobody moves forward. 
in so many different areas in chronic illness. So other things you can do, other things you can do. I like sprouts for anything brain-wise, any kind of sprouts, any kind of young plant life, baby greens, baby spinach greens, baby spinach, really important for bipolar really important. The mineral salts are different when they're in their baby stage like that. Of course, the celery because of the mineral salts, which is unbelievable. Celery juice, which is unbelievable. But the, the baby spinach, very important. Microgreens, very important. So microgreens, they work too. Different kinds of sprouts, anything. Sprouted lentils, sprouted fenugreek sprouts, sprouted red clover sprouts, broccoli sprouts, Radish sprouts. Some of them can be too spicy, so you just have a little because they're so spicy and hot. And you have a little. Sprouts are really important for this. Lettuces. Red leaf lettuce. Green leaf. Romaine leaf lettuce. Fantastic. Butter leaf lettuce. I like the best for when it's a bipolar thing going on. I don't even like the term bipolar because it doesn't explain what's really going on. It should be named like toxic heavy metal condition or something. I don't know. It can come up with a name, but it needs to be named what it is. And, um, I always find it slightly insulting when they just come up with some kind of, you know, Oh, it's because you're up. It's because you're down. Let's call it this. What other foods are good? Radishes are good by themselves all on their own like that. So I, I find asparagus help with it because asparagus help cleanse, cleanse the liver and kidneys, which does help. And a lot of people have a lot of heavy metals stored in their body in different places. And I like getting them all out because oxidization, the oxidation could happen. The oxidation could happen anywhere in the body and it can travel in the bloodstream and get to the brain and still cause some, some mild, mild, mild conditions with this. Um, a B complex is important. A B complex in the supplement world, you know, a really good high quality B complex. Oh, that's actually helpful in general. Methylation, like like methylation is critical. That's why I like the right kind of B twelve, and then the methylfolate, five MTHF. The methylfolate is really important for this. Not because everybody who has bipolar has some kind of gene mutation. That's not it at all. In fact, quite quite not true. No, it's because you need the methylfolate. It's very helpful. It's helpful for the brain. Methylfolate is very helpful for the nervous system, central nervous system. That's why we've come to the end of the show. Come to the end of the show. And um, also you, you want potassium. That's why I like the fruits. You want potassium. You want magnesium. This is very important. Potassium, magnesium. You want glucose from the, from the carbohydrates that I was talking about, the healthy ones. All these really help, help, help electrolytes and electrolyte ability and everything else. So that's the other thing. So listen, I, I'm proud of anybody who's ever, you know, fought their way. And that's what we all do. We fight our way to the, to the end with this meaning. We fight our way to health. We fight our way to the end of feeling sick and feeling great. We want to be there. And that's where we want to head. Know that I love you. Take one day at a time. We can get there. We can do it together. Take care. Bless you. Love you. Okay. Bye now. See you next show. Can't wait. Bye.